This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to fo- follow this thing. But you see, at that time, I was primarily an instrumentalist. Mm. That's when now after IB, in February 2000, a few months after IB, as I get into Bruce Oziambo's okay. uh, studio. This is now huge. Yes. How did... Uh, so you don't get this um, Youth for Christ youth for thing Christ, yeah. that that doesn't happen in, in the first time. Yeah. So how how do you even hear of Bruce? How have you met him before? How does so the story one happen? One of my good friends, Julian Masharia, uh, who was also he was in a group with my with bro, bro called Born Twice. Uh, uh, and also let me add that Tim had also had met Kanji before I did. Hmm. Because Tim was in, into the studio thing before I did. Yes. I was more into the performance stuff. Tim was more into, he liked the studio. So him, he was already, uh, I think, he was do, uh, interning at uh, Steve Waweru's mm. studio. And he tells one, he comes and tells me, there's this singer he has met, what's got a ponytail. I said, what's his name? His name is Kanji. So I was like, at that time, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Like, but he's like, this guy can sing. But I never met Kanji because now in 98, he leaves to the States. Mm. But anyway, now, so even this whole time of meeting Kaima, you've never met Kanji. I've never met Kanji. Never <laughs> met him at that time. Tim knew him, but he and Tim kept on saying that. But then also, let me also mention that in 1999, my palette for music had now grown. The the yellow jacket stuff and the, the things that I was saying that were a bit too deep. Mm. Now I was like, give me bring more. It. Bring 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 more of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Um more improvised music, more I started now really delving. Like the yellow jackets became like a big that's what I would study and listen and listen and listen and and I was like, I think I want to be a pianist. Who who was who was th- doing this in Kenya? Okay, that's or a good you question. To Africans, yeah. Now, in terms of pianists, now Jacob had gotten a gig at uh, at uh, the Stanley, but Zaka Munga, hey, <laughs> 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 eh, that day was special. When Java House opened, the first spot was at Adam's, Adam's Arcade. Arcade, yep. Now, every Wednesday they'd have a jazz night. And and the, the person playing there was Zakamunga. Now he got this cut, there's a, an older drummer who was such great language, it's called, I forgot his last name, Monte. Was it Monte? Yeah. Oh man. So one, one Wednesday, uh, I decided, let me go check these guys out. I and there's a trumpet a trumpet player called Chris Cool. I think he's like a teacher at Brayburn. Mm. Those guys were playing it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went home that day spinning. And then I go to then Jacob one day I meet him. He says like I'm playing at uh, at, uh, at the Stanley. Come check me out. I find some of the guys who's play who Zach is playing with are the same guys. Mm. And 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 then I was like. Jacob, when did you start playing this music? The last time I knew you were an R&B guy. Yep. So it seemed to me that that's the transition mm-hmm. that these pianists are doing. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I should be doing then. So in terms of uh, like this, mm. this music. And it just seemed like they were having so much fun when they're playing. The solos are mm. like, 
you know, then that's when I started asking them, who do you listen to? But Zach was not as close to him as a friend that way. Yep. So, but Jacob is the one who told me, like, go check. He's the one who started getting me into the more traditional stuff. Miles Davis, Coltrane, mm -hmm. that, that, that older stuff. Because what I was listening to was more fusion, contempor contemporary jazz and fusion. Yep. But like, like these standards, you know. And what uh, does that mean when you say contemporary jazz and fusion? Okay. Jazz has got has got its story. Um, there's the there's the old there's the the contemporary jazz fusion means that when basically in in the most layman of laymans mm. is when when electronic instruments started showing up. Uh huh. Okay, I get it. And so now they started fusing other types types of uh, of uh, musics mm -hmm. into it. They've got you have the rock. Yep. You have got the soul. But then there's the there's the jazz that. Up until when people started fusing with electronic music, that was known. Uh huh. I get it. And that way, that's when you have your Miles Davis. Yep, yep. You've got your Thelonious Monk and all those older guys who the the, the, the older periods, the swing era, the mm. cool jazz, and and that's when I ah I started tuning to Capital Jazz Club. <laughs> what Capital Jazz Club is that old? It's the one. It's the oldest show. What? When Capital FM started in 1996. The show that has stayed since then is the Capital Jazz Club. No way. Yeah, all the other shows have changed. It's the oldest show. It's 24 years old. Yo. Jaco Jambo stayed in it for, for 17 years. So he's responsible to a big chunk of what I do. Because that's where I get a lot of information. Because he started playing this music that Jacob is talking about. That is crazy. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, and you ended up also hosting that yeah, show. Yeah. And now Kaimai and, yeah, and, Kaimai and, Jacob. and Jacob are doing Serendipity, it. Serendipity, man. <laughs> no. I'm like, it's like, it's so interesting. Yeah. So, 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 they, they, everyone, every Sunday, I'd made, make sure, even when I was in high school, but then now in 1998, 99, 2000, I would listen to that guy's show like, I'd even time. Even the days when you remember those blackouts, those those yeah. rationing for like, hey man, Kenya man, hey Kenyan, this Nairobi, you have seen things. <laughs> I'd make sure they never buy batteries, so they don't miss that show. What? Yeah, it was your school. It was my school, cause now where where, cause not so many shops were selling this music. Mm -hmm. Cause the, the the place where you get some of it was uh, uh, Asanans. And what is the other one on on and on, on um, Moy Avenue? There's a music shop where we used to buy CDs. Um, I've forgotten what is it called. And it'll come. Mm. But every so often you'll find like uh, uh, one or two CDs. But then my folks are there. Thank the Lord. And they're even more progressive. Not only did they get the the hi-fi that I've always been wanting, they hooked us up into internet. Ooh, the change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know those days when you used to dial. Yeah. You wait for it to see and then uh, you wait for it, you know. I mean, it's, it's an internet sound by now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the internet sound. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. So, 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 um, so the Capital Jazz Club became a very big source of, of, of information and music for did, me. Did they introduce any African? Uh, ah, I'm coming there. Okay. Now, uh, one of the things that 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 I was really curious, because because uh, Jack was very heavy on 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 a lot of the Western uh, American and because that's where jazz is. Yep. But occasionally, he he'd throw in this this 
this jazz music. And jazz is really centered in South Africa. I was going to say that. Yeah. So he'll put in a humor. A humor sekela. Uh, that's when I started listening to the hearing of this, who is this humor sekela guy. Mm. So this humor sekela that has been thrown in. They're called Bekim Seleku. Uh, this, this Abdullah Ibrahim. There's all these guys from South Africa. Every so often he'd play a track or two. But then I'm like, and then in my mind, I'm like, their music is legit, legit jazz and it's improvised, but it's also very African. It's mm. very South African. But you see, at that time, I was still very excited about now discovering yeah, yeah, yeah. these other guys. <laughs> now, even Yellow Jackets now have started to take a back burner, you know. Um, so, in 2000, Julian Masharia, who yeah. I mentioned, uh, had gotten an internship at, at, uh, at uh, Bruce Oviambo studios that's johari clef for those who don't know johari clef was actually started bruce started on in ram cocot no ram cocot on on uh, on mombasa road mm -hmm. just after bellevue that's why he started his setup that's where kenya only was recorded yeah no kenya only was actually recorded in uh, in no the videos recorded at or shot at kenya national theater yeah but he set it up there and he had this relationship because those who helped him set up were the kashukias Oh yeah, and of course, Guido and Suzanne. So he had a very, he had a very interesting relationship with Samawati at that time. So and I think even he may have worked briefly, but anyway. So in 2000, um, this uh, this guy who's come up from uh, from from uh, Saints, um, I, uh, Julia Masharia was working at, with Bruce, and then he tells me, uh, Bruce is looking for a pianist to help him write jingles. Jingles are the tunes. That that accompany advertisements. Mm. Like he needs a pin, like and he'll pay your internship, mini. I was like, man, I was really, I didn't care even for 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 money. Yeah. So, like, sure. So so I, the first day, I show up. Uh, he tells me to play. I'm like, yeah, you play. He's like, you play, you play really well. Then he tells me, can you take a solo? So I look at him. Like a solo. I don't have to, I didn't have the language like, so I just play. Oh, well, he used some very choice words. <laughs> to explain. <laughs> to me like, you guy, you can't even play this. But later, at first, I'm like, hey. And that was my first, because you know, I grew up in this Christian environment. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very. Politically correct. Yeah, and very, very insulated. Yeah. In fact, insulated. But now I'm in this place that is mainstream. That way people speak the way they want to speak. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sorry. No, no problem. No problem. Sprite. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm in this very insulated world. And then uh, uh, it's, it's, it's all sorts of things that, I'm, uh, that I used to see from afar, you know. Uh, and so it was such a, it was like a deep end. Mm. Like there's no gradual, you know, <laughs> uh, things that I would say that, hey, Christians don't do that, you know. So I was thrown right there in, because he's, 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 he's not a Christian at yep. that time, yep. as far as it's concerned. So, and it was a different world. The mainstream world is totally different. What, okay, minus the, explain the experience for you. Because I'm me, sure there's a lot of growth. Yeah, you see, for me, the first thing that shocked me is that a lot is demanded. From you so now you don't have so I, I, if you're if you're to write a tune someone can tell you that it doesn't sound nice <laughs> even if you're good yep 
That has, that's got nothing to do with the point. Yep. There's something specific he's looking for. That had never happened to me. Mm-hmm. So he's telling you, write a 45-minute jingle. So it comes by the... 45 seconds. 45-second jingle. And he's telling you, start again. So you're like... So you start, so you start questioning, is it that I'm not good? or, or? So that was a learning experience. So it was like, oh... So now this is where the work element comes into play. Mm-hmm. So there's someone who's paying me for a skill because there's something he wants in return. Mm-hmm. It's not just a hobby, musicals, saints. This is now pro. Now I'm getting into now profes- being a professional. And that's when I learned now how to produce. So now the production element now started coming into at, at, at Bruce's. Because I came in primarily as a musician to help with... Uh, mm-hmm. But now I have to run sessions. Yep, And that's when I... Up till date, the program that I found there is what I use now. And Logic. What, Logic. Oh, that's Logic what... Pro. <laughs> and at that time, it was called Imagic Logic. We went Apple bought it. What? Yeah. That's when I learned how to record, how to edit. And who is teaching you? Julian with Bruce? Julian. Yeah, Julian and Bruce. Okay. Pro Tools. That's why I learned about Pro Tools. Yeah. And so now, because there are moments Julian won't be there, so who will be there to edit? There's someone who has come to do a voiceover, and Julian wasn't able to make it. I am there. Mm-hmm. So I just to... Sit and Can you remember some it. of the clients that you've worked with this time? Ah, see, that, and that's what was I'm saying when it's deep end, it's deep end because now you're getting clients, big clients for like 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 uh, Ogilvy and Mesa who are doing uh, who are doing these ads, mm-hmm. uh, ads for Coca Cola. Yep, big brands like like EABL. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, via Ogilvy, everybody is coming. Yeah, <laughs> so everyone, so all these all these brands and products that are so Bruce, like this thing that you, I'm asking you to play will be running on TV tomorrow. So you can't give me choice word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. like it has that. to it has to be the best of the best. You know, it has to be you you're here we're not playing games. This is only like I'm not you're not here cuz you yeah, you play good that's why you're here. That's mm-hmm. your entry point. <laughs> yep. Cuz you're a good musician. But now we're like expand your scope. Learn how to compose. And that's where I learned how to compose cuz I even realized later that it's more difficult to to compose for 45 seconds uh-huh. than for a four-minute song. Because mm. you have to say everything in that short time. And that's when I learned how to, 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 to work on the fly right there. There's someone who is breathing fire on you and telling you, no, 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 remove that. Let's do it again. And for me, that was absolute. I, I was a green musician. Working with the best of the best. Working with the best. And then let's talk about the music industry. Mm-hmm. That's when I met Hardstone. Ooh. That's when I met Masi Maira. Ooh. That's when I met um, uh, now uh, Gidi Gidi. That's when I now, now the music industry as I knew, especially the contemporary music industry, that's when I started meeting these people. Because they're coming, they're the voiceovers for they're the They're the voiceovers. Yeah. Some of them are coming to do sessions for their albums. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. recording there. Uh, so I started. And did you start working with anybody musically? At this time, not yet. Okay, not 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 quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but somebody asking you play a, a piano. Yeah, I'd thing. play. I'd play a few things, but I was not really because Bruce would like would want to handle that. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes I'd throw in a few keys, but but then what I what I was really handling now was a lot of the jingles. Mm, you know, I get. And Masimaira, actually, Masimaira, is, uh, that's where I really because she should do a lot of the songs for the jingles mm-hmm. she was a sing, she was a singer for the for the for the tunes yep and then um uh atemi atemi and natasha Ach- and, yeah when they're into that's when i met atemi 
all these artists that I know, I now started now. That's when I reconnected with Peter Dera. Because <laughs> now he'd come to do some sessions and to do some a couple of uh, uh, recordings at Bruce's because he needed a studio. So now that's when we started having conversations. You know, um, I even recorded this band, Rumba Japan. Huh? I think that was one of the first gigs. Yeah, Rumba <laughs> Japan, the guys who play Nini in Tao. Yeah. Yeah. Rumba Japan, actually it was the first, one of the first recordings that I did for them, like handling the sessions, recording drums, mic technique. So all this you're learning on the fly, on the fly, you know, yeah. and I credit Bruce. Bruce is one of the, if I was, the day I write by, by bio or by memoir, Bruce is, is, is one of the, he's a key part, player. In, the, in my growth, you know, because not only that, uh -huh. so even he expanded my 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 palette for music. Because he'd ask me, "What do you listen to?" Like, ah, no, let me listen. Earth, Wind, and Fire. All this, all oh, this old. Oh, that's where big, they came in. Yeah, this all this older soul music. Yeah. I knew because I'd hear it on radio. But go listen to these guys. Go listen to the Cool and the Gang. Go listen to Slim Ali. Now, now listen to the '80s guys. Mm -hmm. Go listen to the Hardy Boys. Go listen to to. Ayubogada. <laughs> go listen to all this. Go listen to African heritage. And he's the one who told me that Jack Odongo used to play keyboards for African heritage. Go listen to, and he'll give me these stories because he was there. He was in Safari Sounds. In fact, I was going to ask this because Bruce is unfortunately not here. I repeat yeah. to him yeah. um, to give his story. But from your perspective, can you tell us a little bit about him? Bruce, Bruce is a quite an interesting character in the sense that he he grew up he grew up in 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 not the best of circumstances but his mom sacrificed everything she had to make him have first of all a good education so he went to St Mary's wow so in fact he tells me he, has, he had some very fascinating stories about how he'd be late because now all his rich friends that's why coming. he's good he's, he was classmates with the president yeah exactly that's how, that's how that's how he got to know these all these guys who are now currently the the the, the leaders of our country because he, he tell me like like and I, I used to ask you and you never used to feel bad of course like at first i'd feel bad because now guys are coming with expensive cars we have to take a bus and to be dropped and walk but because his mom his mom made an enormous sacrifice for him to go to saint mary's like you have to be the best go and learn how these rich people do their stuff no way yeah bruce bruce i i hope man that's anytime even before he passed on i'd sit down and ask me hey still tell me the story about this guy he's such such funny and then he's he'd tell it in such a funny <laughs> way you know so so he's he's the one who started opening me up to understand how the contemporary scene works because mm. he was he was with safari sounds and I, 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 is this a rumor? But I hear Safari sound sold over a million records. Yep. It's not a rumor. CDs. Yeah, because you know they are really based. They, were, they, were, they really did a lot of work in Europe, and they toured and toured and toured and toured and toured and toured. Yo, you know, Naku Penda. Yeah, those those big songs that mm. ended up becoming like the the typical. Because he had this. And then also he had that connect because he was based, he, he got based in, in, in Mombasa for a while. So he had that connect of the, of the, of the tourists. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how he was able to be, to be based in Germany. And he did a, a, a good stint in Europe. And you see, he was even the, uh, even for Safari Sounds, he told me he was not only the keyboardist at that time, but and guitar player. 
but he 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 was uh, he was really into sound mm. and the setups and and recording. That's how he got into it, and that's how he ended up setting Starting up the studio. Jo- jo- yeah. Clef, yeah, yes. So so he's the one who who mentored me in that way in terms of of uh, the studio and how the, the workings of a studio, the, the workings of recording, making an album, pressing it. You know him because he was there in the days mm-hmm. of, of reel to reels. Yep. A reel to reel is a, is a tape like this <laughs> where you, instead of putting everything onto computer and you see that wave, everything was put into a big, big tape like this. Anyway, so so he's the one who, who got me to understand how the recording process works, how how uh, production works, you know, what elements need to be done, mixing, mm. mastering, those are those things we hear in music. That's mm. why I learned. I'm like, ah, so what is mixing? It's like making sure that this this le- the guitar is not louder than this, the, louder than the piano. You know, the drum kit. You've got these six mics or ten mics in a in a in a in a, in a, in a, in a drum kit. You need to make it sound like the way I'm listening to you. So that's how I learned about yeah. production. You know, and now. On top of that, now I'm starting to meet all these artists, you know. We've I'm, talked about Hardstone, that's day one. Yeah, I'm starting to meet all these artists, uh, uh, voiceovers, people like Okina Sam Madoka, you know, you know, this, this I, I had that, that was school for me. Mm. Major, major, major school, you know. So most of 2000, that was ha- what was happening. But in the, in between, I'm having this relationship with, with Peter Dera. Because he knows that now I'm coming out as a keyboardist. Mm-hmm. So now what is starting to go around that this guy can really play, you know? So at the end of the year, he comes and asks me, uh, are you interested? I'm having this, I'm celebrating, I think it was his 10th anniversary. Because I think, it's, yeah, I'm having this concert, huge concert at, uh, at, at Grand Regency. And uh, would you want to play for me? I was like, Pete, of course. I was like... For me, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is the guy. At that, at that time, I was like, I saw this guy six years ago. I was in pain. Mm. I was in, the, in the, one of the most tragic moments of my life. Now he's asking me to play for him. I'm like, wow. So I was like, I was floored, you know. And then uh, he tells me, why don't we meet? There was a studio at McKinney uh, School. What is the name of the studio? I forgot what the name of the studio is. Anyway, that's why they were rehearsing, and so um, and then even let me go, let me let me rewind. No problem, no problem. 1998, when I was doing one of the Bap- Nairobi Baptist uh, shows, this guy shows up, and there's a big deal about it with Bap- with Bapo guys. The bald head looks big. It's Goi Odera. <laughs> so we exchanged. Con- we just said hi, hi, hi. And then now, later in two th- in 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 uh, in, in, in uh, two thousand, two years later, it didn't even occur to me that Goi is his brother. Bro, yeah. So now, when we start having a conversation, because I knew Goi, so that's when I was like, Goi is your your brother? Like, yeah. So now he was playing drums. Goi used to play drums. So he's like, this is the band. Uh, guess who I meet and who ended up playing? First of all. Who was I working with at Bruce's, writing the 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 the, the ads? Jonah Uzele. No way. In 1986, <laughs> my parents took me for an Uzele's concert at the at the KSTC hall. They were bringing it down, mm-hmm. you know. In 1991, the Uzelas did a show in one uh, did a performance in one of the Lavington uh, variety shows, 
Now comes 2000 because Jonah is such a lyricist because he knows mm-hmm. like you know you know that song for uh, for Kiwi Ebujitokeze mm. that's Jonah Uzele that voice is him Bele uh, Yawatu Kiwi yeah yeah that's him so here so I'm dealing with guys who really know how to write these jingles because before the before ah, Bruce yeah, that is such a before even before Bruce the king of jingles was Jack Odongo, Jack Odongo yep you know that princess patra mm. yeah, J- jack was like and then by the time bruce shows up now the tv commercials were 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 fully and that was locked by by matthew peevers sounds uh-huh. and pictures uh-huh. so those are the guys now who are doing like that kq ad yep so so but what bruce was able to do he started locking in these radio ads because like <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna do this. i'm not i won't go there because i'm not a video guy mm-hmm. So I'm lo- a lock. So Bruce owned already. There's a time like all radio ads. <laughs> it was him. They were coming from Johari Clef. I did so many. <laughs> the, in fact, for me, I'm even surprised. This one that still rings, that still plays to date. Which one? Radio Citizens. That's Mwendi. Mwendi Mbugwa. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, 106.7 FM. Radio Citizens. That's me and Jonah. That music that you hear, that organ, and that it's one, me. And that one you produced it at Bruce's. At Bruce's, yeah. That's me and Jonah. So, did you know Mwendi at this time? You I knew Mwendi because I, I knew I, I knew her because there's a group called TTBC, mm-hmm. which Atemi was yep. in and out because she was she was, <laughs> she was she was she was she was in Into, but then uh, when she when she focused on Into, and then of course uh, Ted Josiah. First even let me put let me let me go <laughs> back to Ted Josiah. And there's so much to say. Yeah. Ted just hey Ted Ted is a Ted is a Ted Josiah is is ridiculous. In nineteen in IB, when that guy dropped Kalamashaka's Tafsiri he <laughs> <laughs> And then when, guess who ends up being his intern? Kaima. Kaima was Ted Josiah's intern. Yes, Blue Zebra. Hi Kaima, forgive me. I have not. I have not yeah. known you. In fact, even he's the one who was telling me about that time. It was Blue Zebra before it became yes. Audio Sync. Yeah. Yes, Audio Vault now. Audio Vault. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So Ted, Ted now took brought another way. Mm. So that's why I was very excited to meet Hardstone because now Hardstone had, had had released that that uh, oh, the album Wiki. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And the the vocoder. So I was like, who is this guy who's using a vocoder? Who's kind of producer is doing the using the vocoder? You know, so now I meet. So now these are the guys. As I'm saying, I'm meeting in Bruce's place. Mm-hmm. I'm having these conversations with Pete. Pete is telling me, "Let's do the show," and so we start doing the show. The show ends up becoming a success. Guess who is the opening act for the show for Pete Odera? Who? Milele. Okay, let's eat. <laughs> eat. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Are you rolling, Dero? Yeah, rolling. Really. I try to do my intro. Hey, likes the the, the food. Oh, yeah. you had missed it, eh? These are real potatoes, man. 
<laughs> you had missed it, huh? McFries. Oh, yeah. I had dreams about McFries. <laughs> that chicken. <laughs> Apo nime hiyo ilikuwa uongo what i've been eating huko huko majuice hapo hapo kome kuna kaongo fulani hapo that's so funny okay aro yes sir i'm loving this story you're you're schooling me things yes um at this point of the story we are we are johari clef i mm-hmm. want you just to is there anything more that you want to add about this season i'm sure in this season you met a lot of artists okay continue so yeah i said yeah johari clef as i said my my friendship with Pete started playing with him uh, ah, I stop. you said then you met milele yes <laughs> and so um there's i think a couple of uh, interviews you've had there's that big concert that Pete did uh-huh. called uh, beyond the veil mm-hmm. in 2000 and um i was the keyboard player and i was so happy i was like man and the opening act in fact when i found out i didn't know that they were showing up i think they probably they showed up and called Pete and said that uh, that uh, want to do a thing here want to do a thing here milele show up and guess who is part of the milele kaima first of all that was 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 shocked because i knew kaima to be he was going to do classical music so kaima which is part of milele and then i was like oh this is the kanji that team was speaking about mm-hmm. and then there's now the other two the other two guys hari and uh, christian and, and, no no and, 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 and mora mora Christian and Moura, both of them are <laughs> Christian Harris, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know them, but I knew this. I knew Kaima, and I knew uh, mm, you're the head of Kanji. Head of Kanji. So they do this gig, they completely tear the place down because they because they are this contemporary because we had not had that type of group before in terms of gospel music. Five Alive had kind of done it, but you know now they had gone into mainstream. So there was this gap for for contemporary group a group mm, mm. that is doing music that sounds like that child mm, you know mm, mm. you know that uh, the, the the big R&B groups at that time were like uh, next mm. you know uh, uh, those those which are the other groups because Beyonce I mean Destiny's Child was it Destiny's, Destiny's Child yeah Destiny's Child yeah. Come, yeah so this is around 2000 you yeah. know Uh, guys like Drew Hill now are starting yeah, to figure yeah. out and the guys that I grown up listening to but now there's this new generation of guys so now um Milela fit the bill I'm like they have got their dance moves the production is heavy I'm like these guys and I don't think when the album was 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 the album yet out I think they're coming to launch it in Kenya uh forever mm. yeah yes Yeah, because, because yeah, the yeah, 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 I'm coming there to G21. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we do the concert and it's become such a success. So Pete is booked to play at the G21 concert. So the band, so now this is where I realized that it's always good to play with a with a heavyweight musician. Because <laughs> when everyone else was in hostels, us guys were put in the in the bungalows as the artists. I'm like, "Hey, As guys were, were even <laughs> me as one of the guys in hostels that was, that, that was the first experience of 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 being with a with a with a well-known artist and the treatment you get uh-huh. being a sideman and a touring sideman you know um you're like oh so you get this type of perks you're like oh you're treated differently you go to a hotel oh this how this what it means oh this how, oh okay wow and then guess who is also in that in that that side of the of the of the hotel milele milele uh-huh. I make a beeline to Kanji. 
And so we start having a conversation. So I officially met Kanji in 2000. What? At G21? Yeah, at G21. That's the first conversation we had. Like, hey, my name is Aaron. You met my bro, Nini. You're like, oh yeah, Kaimas told me about, yeah. What? <laughs> That's when I met Kanji. Dude, you know you are like, there was a moment you were Siamese twins with Kanji. That's <laughs> where, we, yeah, we'll come we'll, there. We'll get there. <laughs> so he, that's where I met him. And so um, G21 now ended up, now I I, apply, I did. <laughs> In fact, there was another gig on, on Dece that, that December 31st. Yes. Now, before even, let's forget that there's the, the Generation 2000. There's a gig that happened in 99 to 2000 mm -hmm. at the turn of the millennium. Mm -hmm. And then there was, which was big, because now there I was also playing because part of my Bapo connections. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was heavily involved in that one. And then now, that's when... And now you're in two churches. You're in Bapo and Lavi. Yeah, I'm church. struggling both. Okay. Still at Lavi, but now uh, Nairobi Baptist is... Uh, music. <laughs> music is, not, they're doing what I really want to do, you know. And then now, end of 2000, there's G21. And I'm still heavily at, uh, working with Bruce. Uh, then... 2000 and early 2001 uh, I get wind that um, no actually 2000 early 2000 I applied Goi Odera asked me if I, could, if I was able to join uh, the Youth for Christ tour mm. Youth for Christ had these tours where they go raise funds and then take groups do shows raise money get get paid so so the, and it was very attractive they're in between college Mm. Like, and it's an opportunity to go to the United States of America, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, um, uh, is the, I've got Nini, I'm sweating. Yes, no, no problems, no problems. So, so, what was I saying? Okay, no, so, oh, NYF, yeah, you know, Youth for Christ, yeah. So, Youth for Christ, um, I was unable at that time to go again. So, this is the second time I've been told no. So that was also. So they are the ones who are now rejected you. Yeah, I'd been rejected by, rejected by Youth for Christ twice. What? Yeah, and that was also a learning moment for me to know that sometimes it's also not about skill. Uh huh. What do you think? Though? Why were they rejected? Probably they're looking for someone else. So you may be very skilled, but that's not. I don't need you. That's not. It's not you that I need. Mm. And that's the, that was the teaching moment for me, like. Because, you know, as, as, as a gifted musician, you can think that doors will always open for you. Not, not, not necessarily. And so they're like, ah, and of course it hurt, like, ouch, you know. So uh, come 2001, because um, I was really interested with the, with the G20, because they also put G21. Because mm. they also put up that big yep. show. So now I was really, really, I've, I'd always wanted to go to the tour, but I'm like, you know what? Probably it seems that I'm not interested. So, um, in February, I get wind uh, through JJ Ojiambo. Mm -hmm. uh, he tells me that uh, you're going on tour. Because he had gone. He was, he was scheduled to go for the tour in 2001. I told him, no, you guys are... These guys... Because his parents were affiliated. Mm. So, I'm like, please, don't... That story, don't play with my emotions, yeah, please. Yeah, don't play with my I'm not interested. He's like, I'm serious. I like sour sour. So... Um, it was, what was I doing? I think I'd gone to, to St. Mary's. Oh yeah, I'd gone to St. Mary's and those are the days of the Metro Shuttle. <laughs> Remember the Metro Shuttle <laughs> days? <laughs> so, um, uh, for those of you who don't know the Metro Shuttle, Metro Shuttle was this, this bus. 
by KBS where they they lied to us it's for bougie bougie people <laughs> and hiked the fairs and played they used to play Kiss FM <laughs> all the time <laughs> and so um uh youth for christ show uh, th- that opportunity this guy is telling me that it's, it's happening and i'm like don't don't play don't 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 mess me up oh as, as, as time goes i go for I, i'm a nairobi baptist and i meet goi goi is the one who said the second time told me unfortunately you won't go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the first time was one of the directors of the youth of christ now the second time is like your boy goi, man now now we are boys have done the gig <laughs> so he's like dude do you have a passport? Like no. Like uh so you want do you want to go for for Christ? I'm like but I but I thought Chris Adwara is going. Cuz at, at that time I knew Chris Adwara was going for the for, mm-hmm. the, for the for YFC. So like no, I think there's uh, some situations happened so you won't be able to travel, you know. So like I was like really? Like yeah, if you get that passport like ASAP. So it's you're going. You're going. So I went and spoke to my dad like I need a passport like yes tomorrow <laughs> Thank thank God for my dad and his connects so I was able to get a passport real fast and remember those days a passport like yep. so I was able to get a passport real real fast so uh, he told me come to to the YFC offices and yeah that's when I walk I open the door and get I meet Wendy uh-huh. Witty find Denya uh, Denya Masiuko and I find Sara Oyungu that's Atemi's sister. Oh that's find, Yeah. Sorry Sara Yeah no no I yeah. know she's Atemi's sister. Yeah she was in the group. Who else who else was in the group? So basically what happened is that you YFC used to have uh auditions but because of the G21 and they were unable to do auditions so they approached TTBC the group uh, like can you do this tour for us? What? Yeah. So so they, so basically the three of them are in a group. Mm-hmm. You know? So so they're like sure but you see they were also working they're like yeah we'll we'll pay you so whatever you are your your whatever job you have we can we can kind of sort that out yep. in terms of tunes so they're like a year we'll be away instead of a year touring the states so why not so so it was a unique group in the sense that there were no auditions I get it yeah so I get in I am put to speed about what's going on the songs So me and JJ now that's when the programming element of keyboard happens. Mhm. Remember the word I talked about in 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 Johan- Yeah 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 yes yes. The O1W in sync. Yep. I find that the keyboard they have is a is a is a is a is a cog. It's a Trinity cog. So that's when I delve in how to program I can make, you guys you give me a cog right now I'll make for you beats. <laughs> So that's because, why I learned how to make because beats. They, it's just you and they are and like, JJ. The, the, the only two instrumentalists. Yeah, we're only two instrumentalists. And, and your keyboard. And the keyboard. So JJ can play both bass and guitar. Mm-hmm. So that's covered. So now in terms of drums, I was going to program all the other elements. So even the album that was supposed to be that we did that we were going to sell there, all the music there is me and JJ who did. It, the guitars and the program. What studio did you record it in? <laughs> that's a very good question. <laughs> in 1999 I met a gentleman called uh, uh, Steve Waweru mm-hmm. who was working at this studio through Julian Masharia. Julian Masharia is like I've known Julian for a while Lavington Church and then he was also in 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 Bontwice Bontwice. Yep. So so he had always been in the studio thing and he was working at Next Level Productions. Uh-huh. And when I went to Next Level who was working there? 
Chris Edward. Wow. So now next level is owned by Tanya's. Mor- yes, Maurice Oyando. Yes. And Maurice Oyando was like this big producer artist. So and actually it's interesting because when we were doing uh, uh, the the G21 record the our, our the, the OFC tours, the the album for the tours. Uh, the collect there was this Kayan girl was every so often in the compound. That's Talia. <laughs> yeah, she because because that's the the digs was right yep, there, yep. and the studio was, was a, a container on the other side. Yep. So that's why we recorded the album. And then this chick was was every young girl who's walk every so often wearing sometimes she come in the evening in school uniform. Yep, it's Talia. So now she's become Talia. I'm like wow. <laughs> like this guy, man. And she was an amazing musician. Which yeah, she was. Cause is, now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which, of course, now her work with 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 uh, Chris Adwar. Yep. So, so that's why we recorded the album. Okay, I, we're coming back to this story. There's one that I want us to touch with before we before I forget about this era. Yes. You've mentioned Kiss FM. Okay. Kiss FM for me talks about an explosion of a whole different kind of music. Correct. It talks about. Urban Kenyan music taking yes, the center for completely. And then remember, at this same time, you are in Johari Clef. So, have you interacted with any of these Ogopalites or or people the this music era? You see, I joined in 2000. Uh, uh, the 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 Ogopa music had not yet hit yet. Uh-huh, okay. Because at that time, Ted was still ruling okay, the era. Okay. Kenyan chapter one, yeah, chapter two. Yeah, right, yeah, right. So, so, so I joined at that time. Now, when I went to the States, is now when I came back and it was a completely, that one year, Ogopa had just okay. changed the entire scene. <laughs> okay. Because right. I was hearing it from then. But at that time, there were some few artists who ended up becoming huge stars that I'd already interacted with. One was Nameless. Nameless had showed up. I think he had come to see Bruce. And, and I think he was, was he still in, in college? And you used to have these blue specs. Those blue, <laughs> those, those blue specs is always had. You have some longer dress, yep. slightly slimmer. So I met him there. And then I met this girl who was in a group called Sobriety. And her name is Amani. <laughs> Sobriety. She was, calling, she was in a group called Sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> and so I met, I met, I met a couple of artists at that time. Um, that's when I, before even I left, we did a tune with. Uh, there's a big hit I did with uh, Masimaira called Tiedero. Hold on, dude, you are going to skip over that. That was a big song. Yeah, that's the tune that I, just before we went to the states. That's the, my last, my, one of the last production gigs that I did at Bruce's. And he gave me the. He's the one who came up with the idea. But then I told him I can I know I can take this thing because now I decided to listen to that soul stuff, some nice chords. So he sampled that beat. So Bruce is the one who sampled the beat. Mm-hmm. So the beat you hear on Tiedero, mm-hmm. he's the one who showed up with that beat. And then he's like, "Can you feel it?" I was like, "Thank you very much." <laughs> so uh, listen to this.
So that was my first big music production. Music, yeah, where I my breakout into the music scene was Tiedero with Masimaira. No way. Yeah, because I produced it. And that wasn't done by uh, Samawati. No, she, she that, was, is, that is that is that is me. That is Aaron that, Boye. That is, that is <laughs> my those keys and that thing you hear there. It's me. I of course, it. Bruce had a, has yeah. a, had a part because he's, he's the one who came and told me you do something. Mm. Because I think he could see what uh, where I was going. So it was I was so that was the first uh, time hearing a song you've done on radio. Yeah. So when I heard it on radio, I was like, whoa. But you see now, I was like, I didn't think that that, that I could do get there. Because Tim had already been doing this stuff mm-hmm. and had already started getting into this production stuff. And I think had he scored some tunes in 2000. I don't remember. But anyway, that was my first tune out there. <laughs> so when I heard it on Capital FM, I was like, whoa. I think there was a show that the nine, nine hits, what was hits it? not homework. Not even hits. Yeah. Hits had not even come yet. Was it there yet? No. When did hits come? No, hits must have been there. Oh no, hits was there. Mm. And it was Jimmy Gas who was hosting it. Or Big Ted. That thing of, G- of Jimmy Ted. blows my Ted? mind. Yeah, it's Jimmy Gas. Or 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 uh, Big Kev. But anyway, it was it 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 hit like whoa. That's so crazy. so I did Masimara's uh Tedero. So did you do any other music productions that time? No, you see at that time I was still concentrating. I oh, still my, in my mind I was still uh, those jingles and I and I was not considering oh, myself as a producer. You're seeing ja- I get it. I get it's it. Production I, I did not consider myself like I wanted more to be like a session musician. Mm-hmm, I wanted mm-hmm. to be the guy who plays ads keys. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at that time I felt like hey production is work and it is work. Yep. Because you're the one who has to guide the artist, you're the one who has to arrange the music, and, you're the one vision and, and all that. And let's be real, you are being a producer just producing jingles. The jingles. But you see, for me, I was like I'd gotten into the into the rhythm of jingles. Mm-hmm. So I was churning them. <laughs> me, me and Jonah were like, and then guess who I meet who, who starts showing up? At uh, it, just before I go to the states, who two gentlemen who I'm still very good friends with in 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 Johari Clef. and they just showed up before because Julian left. Mm-hmm. Then Bruce had to bring in two other people to work. One Ambrose Mandugu Digital. No way, and Shaki. Shaki was working at Samawati. Yes, okay, okay. So Mandugu showed uh, Ambrose is the one who showed up. Dude, that's how. Ha- Ah, that's crazy. So that 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 bounce that that everyone talks yep. about for boom, that 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 yeah. That, yeah. I, sh- I was right there when you was when you was cooking it yeah. up. That's crazy. Yeah, you guys, you Ambi and your bro and Kanji produced a song for us guys. Which Ch- one? Chit chat. Oh, can you remember yeah. that thing? Such, wow. it's, it's, it's so crazy because it had you, it had Kanji, it had, it, it it had, had Ambrose, it Ambrose and, yeah. and your bro did the, as well. Anyway, let's talk about this stage thing. Um, yes. Ambi is a whole other story that I'm sure we're going to continue Because no, no, the Ambi yes. story comes after, after I come back. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, 
so the tour happens in June. We'll head out to the States in June. That was my first time. Out of the country. Out of the country. I'd never been out of the country before. Even UG. Never been. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.